Hello friends and welcome back. Welcome back to the Board Game Interview Room. This is a podcast all about interviewing the people behind the game the plays that we play. I am Paco Garcia, your rather scatterbrainy host today. And um, today with me I have not one. No, uh, I have two people with me today, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, both are very, very familiar with the podcast because both have been here. And in fact, one of them used to co-host the podcast with me before he decided to become a professional. And uh, uh, that, you know, this uh, media thing wasn't, uh, it was too low for him. And he yeah. was doing greater things. Of course, I am talking about the very awesome David Brasho and Mark Rivera all in one go. Hello, guys. Welcome back. Hello. Good evening. Right. You two have a lot of explaining to do. A <laughs> lot of it. Um, uh, Mark, you, a year ago, and because of, of Dave and, and Leopold, who, Leonardo, where are you? Uh, decided to get out a, basically, is that dice wrestling Mexican bundle of goodness? Tell us a little bit about, about Luchador, uh, and, and and what's behind it? What was was about it? Well, it's a dice fest. It's a, it's a re- it's about Mexican wrestling, with lots of shouting and screaming and and uh, chair slams and table <laughs> slams and and uh, special moves and and bad Mexican accents. Yes, lots of those. They must be played like lots of those. It's compulsory. Yeah, yeah. The cheesier accent, the better. So. I, 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 the game has been out for for a bit now. I mean, I, I mm. played it um, at the UK Games Expo. I, I mean, a year ago because it was, was quite a match. Yes, it was amazing. Are you it kidding me? Awesome. I, I did fantastically well. You did. I you believe did. it's on YouTube somewhere. Somewhere, yeah, we'll find it. <laughs> and uh, then it, it came out officially at Spiel to great success. I mean, you guys sold out, didn't you? Yeah, we sold somewhere around three hundred and fifty copies, and. We give away a number to various sort of people that were interested, you know, publicity sort of guys. Um, but basically, yeah, we had a lot of stock for America to go from Essen, and we had stock for the UK supposedly. But by the end of the second afternoon, we were selling all the American stock, so we were sort of a bit stuffed for bringing games home. Which is a fantastic problem to have, let's face it. <laughs> yeah, it was very good. We um, obviously we we were in the the BGG buzz. Um, we were never out of the top 30 of the BGG buzz of 600 games for all four days. So that was pretty impressive. Agreed. Yeah. And now, um, less than a year later, you guys are in, in Kickstarter to get out the second edition of, of the game. So I guess that the first question that I have to ask for, for fairness sake, is why are you in Kickstarter to release a game that's already out? Um, really, it, it all comes from the feedback from the first edition. I mean, it was a very limited print of the first edition of a thousand copies, but we got so much feedback about, you know, people wanting more in the game, you know, sort of more individual skills for wrestlers and a bit more dynamic things they can do, like hold dice back and plan for, you know, things, combinations and things. So we thought, okay, well, we'd like to do something like that. So we sort of tested the water by one building a Kickstarter campaign and two obviously using, you know, Game Salute to put that out generally, um, mainly to the American audience, first of all, who really were unfortunate unless they'd been to Essen to get a copy or know anything about Luchador. Um, I suppose that was backed up by uh, BGG Con that followed Essen 
and we got a lot of feedback from people there saying they loved the game, they would love to see this, and we'd love to see that. So on the back of that, we thought, well, we'll get it out on Kickstarter. And I mean, I'm just looking at the the comments on you know the Kickstarter at the minute, you know, and there's 133 comments so far over like 11 days. So it shows you people are interested and they they can see the exciting sort of side you can build into this game from the basic sort of game we put out last year based on Mark's idea to maybe where we'd like to take it in years to come. So what's new in this uh, new edition? I mean, what 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 are going people what are they going to get if they back the Kickstarter compared with just buying the game at Spiel? I let Mark answer that one, I think. Well, um, you're going to get more luchadors. You're going to get this amazing 3D wrestling ring. Paco, you've seen the picture. Right? I have. It looks amazing. <laughs> it looks it's, excellent. It's, it's, it's really <laughs> Really, really cool. <laughs> and um, what else? Uh, advanced rules. So we're going to have rules that uh, bring in more things like um, strengths and weaknesses. Uh, they are individualized for each luchador. We're going to have... Um, uh, special uh, killer combinations. So there's so each each wrestler is going to have um, an individualized special special move uh, that we're calling a killer combination. And, and there's a lot more choice mm-hmm. uh, and tactics for players to choose from. See that the main game, uh, the core game, was really aimed at as broad a market as possible to be very accessible. And what we decided is to is to add another layer which would give more experienced players uh, more to do and um, make it uh, just a bit more strategically deep, which is good, and add some really sweet things like the 3D ring. Yeah. It's really, really amazing. Sorry, I was going to say, in addition, in the new rule book, we'll have some new match types, you know, such as cage matches and stuff like that. And, you know, Royal Rumble, I think it's called, you know, that sort of thing. So, you know, if you add all that to the whole theme of dressing up and wearing a luchador mask and talking in a very bad Mexican accent, I think we're <laughs> adding another level of, um, well, initially family stroke game club time fun, yeah. or yeah. if people really feel like risking a table slam and drinking it in a bar, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Mark, um, when you yeah. were creating the game, uh, why mm. why did you decide to go for Mexican, me- Mexican uh, wrestling instead of Something a bit more widespread, more popular, like American zombies? wrestling or whatever. Like zombies? <laughs> yes, yes, ab- absolutely. Well, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot, haven't we? <laughs> I mean, I don't. Yeah. I have to say, I have to say, I don't hate zombies anymore. So you'll be happy to hear that. But, but I just thought, you know, um, uh, it started off. I actually blame the guys that um, flipped the table. Mm-hmm. Because they just tossed a tweet out there one day saying, boy, wouldn't it be great if somebody made a really fun wrestling game? Because there haven't really been many. If you look on BGG, there's not many. No. And, and anything there is is, is a bit more static, static uh, kind of old school, um, and a bit more towards the statistics and stuff as opposed to just kind of silly fun. And which to me, the attraction of professional wrestling is that it's silly fun. <laughs> and it's totally off the wall and crazy. And, and if you and, and certainly wrestling fans that I know, that's the, that's the joy of it. It's just it's so completely ridiculous that you can't help but kind of get caught up in it. Um, so I decided to kind of focus on the wrestling aspect of it because I was a, I've been a wrestling fan since I was a kid. So uh, that was an easy one. And I thought, well, you know what? I mean, nobody's done it really. So I thought, well, let's have I'll have a go and um, let's see where it takes us. And then um, I had 
pretty decent rule set um, in shape and turned it over. And I, and I got a hold of these these two lovely Northern Irishmen uh, <laughs> in back spindle games. They're so charming and lovely and wonderful. Aww. They are, rather. But, but why Mexican wrestling instead of what? any other type of wrestling? What, why did you go for the Mexican side of things? This is Leonard's fault. Oh, is it? <laughs> Leonard, yeah, who's not here to defend himself. But actually, it was a brilliant, it was a stroke of genius, actually, because we were talking about it, and, and they were all excited and stuff, and it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Leonard goes, hang on a minute. Rest, you know, if, if you think about Mexican wrestling, it's even crazier. Yes. Because yeah. they wear masks, and they do a lot more stuff flying off the top ropes and stuff. They do a lot more aerobatics in the air. So you and think secretly Leonard wanted to get a mask and a cape on and jump off the <laughs> <laughs> He, he, his name is, not, is, is is Leonard Nacho Libre. He almost did that <laughs> in the Kickstarter video. I believe it. I believe he's, he's slightly unhinged. He is, but, uh, <laughs> but you have to be to, to be a wrestler, uh, and I mean that in a very positive way, actually. But um, yeah, so he just said, "No, why don't we do this Mexican? Because it's if we're going to do this anyway, why not make it even crazier? Because it just kind of then becomes." Not just larger than life, but like super larger than life. Hmm. Because, and you know what? It just really stuck right away. It just thought, yeah, this, of course we should. I think the, the beauty of it as well is when we were thinking about this, um, is that, you know, the, the sort of thing about Mexican wrestling is they nearly all wear masks and yeah. hide your identity. Yeah. And then it opens the door for scope for creative people like Mark and, and Leonard to come up with new characters and possibly all add on packs. And that, you know, that whole creativity thing is, is just, it was so attractive, we couldn't really turn it down, to be honest. I mean, that's I'm, I'm, driving, I'm driving them crazy with new ideas, Paco. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I presume that that also gives you the chance to create basically unlimited characters. Um, that, yeah. Because you're not constrained to any particular IP or, or any type of wrestling. You can do that's whatever right. you like. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the thing, and it's. I mean, you know, we've talked we've talked quite a lot about you know. There's all kinds of spinoffs you could do. I mean, you could do, you know, if if it go if it gets, you know, really really popular, you know, you could do a superheroes version. You could mm. do a, um, you could do a zombies version. Yeah, so aliens. You, but you could, you could do a Munchkin version. <laughs> Munchkin version. Yeah, we could do a Munchkin again. Munchkin license and do a Munchkin version or whatever. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of possibilities, really. Yeah. The masked munchkins, that would be fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, tell me a little bit about how the game plays. I mean, although I obviously know how it plays, but uh, the people mm. out there may not. How does it play? What What is it like? Well, it's very straightforward. It's um, and it's meant to be by design. Um, uh, it's effectively each round, very typically, both players are rolling their core wrestling dice. You get a set of core wrestling dice. And those wrestling dice have things like hits, misses, uh, blocks, counter blocks, and pins. And uh, one of the fun things about it is that they have to roll at the same time as you experienced. And you got to keep it on, on the board. The idea is that, you know, you can, if, if, if you, your, all your things or your antics go into the audience, you get lots of glory, but no real way to win the, win the match. So the idea is to keep your dice on. So you can, there's a bit of, um, you can try to knock each other's dice off and stuff, and people go a bit crazy with that. Um, but it's uh, and so each round, then what you do is you match against each other the different results of the wrestling dice. So like the counters, the counter blocks will block hits, um, the blocks will block hits, misses are what they are, uh, pins don't count unless the person is pinnable, so they've been weakened. So each character has hit points, and you're basically just knocking the hit points off. Um, and then you could attempt. 
uh, when they're pinnable, you can attempt to pin by rolling your pin die. Mm-hmm. Um, when they, when they get when a hit is not blocked, then you roll the hit die, and they get things like table slams and chair slams and elbows and kicks and and all kinds of weird stuff. Um, I think the rule of thumb is the more furniture, the more damage. That sounds more about pain. right to me. Really. More pain. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, and then if they if if someone if a player gets gets two unblocked hits that survive the kind of the process of of matching off the dice, then if they want they can roll the hit die twice, or they could trade the two in for the glorious big chunky black um, luchador dice, which has got special moves. And uh, so you can score more points by doing that, but you can, there's a there's a more risk and reward because you can get injured and things like that. So that's kind of the fundamentals, and then um, and as you're doing that each round, your, your points are coming off, and then when when you're rolling against somebody who's pinnable, then you roll the pin die, and you could get a number of different results, including pin. Um, and if you get the pin result, then they have to they have what we call the three the, the referees three counts. So just like in wrestling, where the ref has to go one, two, three, and every, and everybody around the tables, as you, as we have on evidence that you were doing as well, yes, on YouTube. Um, so they're all screaming, yes, one, and they're trying to get three attempts to save and kick out from a from a pin attempt. Um, and if they don't kick out within the three attempts, then they're pinned, game over. Um, and so it's, it's, it's again, that's the simplicity of it. There's extra bits and pieces, but. Uh, we've got tag team rules, which was the one we recorded with with you guys playing, mm-hmm. um, and that adds that another level where there's teamwork. You have to talk up to each other tactically about when you're going to tag in and out. Um, you have to high five just like they do in wrestling. So we're we're trying to make it um, as experiential, I think, and as without getting into the technical detail uh, of wrestling, but more the experience of the event. <clears throat> and uh, hopefully it, it does it does what does it does that. I mean, certainly the feedback we get is that you know as soon as you, as soon as I explain it to somebody who has a little bit of interest in wrestling, you tend to see this little smile, and then you explain a little more, and then all of a sudden it becomes a grin. Hmm. And then as you kind of go into the rules about the pins and stuff and different moves, all of a sudden nodding heads and yeah, okay, let's play, let's play, let's play, <laughs> and you could just you could tell the wrestling fans so they immediately kind of just get into it. It's, it's hilarious, really. Now, the, the game, in, for the people out there who are thinking about the game, the, the game is not rich in strategy. It, it's very much a luck game, and a lot of what happens depends on your dice. How yeah. do you guys balance those dice so everybody has, compared with the, the, the different abilities of the, of the players or the, the characters, how do you balance those dice to make sure that they all played evenly and everybody could have a good time? Yeah, well, I mean, the new advanced, the, the basic version, all, all the characters had the same sort of basic, you know, damage on the lucha dice, which is, which is you know, four or five or, or seven points of damage, that sort of thing. So everybody had the same. The dice were the same. There is a little bit of strategy in there whereby you can hold back things like blocks or you can decide to re-roll a pin or not re-roll a pin. So there is a bit of strategy in the basic game, but it's very limited. But hmm. the advanced part of the game is much more, as Mark said earlier there, strategic in that you know you have a range of different options every single time you roll your hit dice and you work out mm-hmm. the dice. And those, those options can be the choices you had in the first version of the game or your strengths and weaknesses, which every wrestler is individually different. 
um, and then finally their killer combinations and again the wrestlers are individually different on that. So the strengths and the weaknesses depending who you play with being individually different. So if you play with one character one game, you play with another character the next game, it's a completely different experience to play with a different character. And also the cho- there's more choices in terms of how you, because the, the mechanic around the killer combinations is you can hold dice back right. to, to achieve um, certain results. Um, and over a couple of turns, you have the decision as to whether or not you want to hold the dice or just go for the, what you can do in the moment. Um, but, but otherwise, what you could do is save the dice, you place them on the advanced rules card, and it's and it's rough. and you basically can lock um, dice down to save. And then once you achieve those three dice in whatever combination happens to be applied to your character, then you could do one heck of a killer combination. Mm. And 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 the, and and the actual um, result for each player is different. The locking down of dice, the different um, dice faces, and also the different. Um, benefit. So the killer combination is different as well, and it results in, in just different combination of dice that you can roll to score points. So there's a lot more in terms of choosing and thinking about, you know, how, you know, when do I choose to hold dice back? When do I choose to use them? That sort of thing. So there's more uh, of a tactical game to it. Okay. How how do you decide about that? Was it based on the feedback from the first game? Or, or was it just because you thought that you could make the experience richer and just ex- decided how how you're going to do it? I think it was both, really. It was mm. both. I mean, uh, feedback. I mean, the, the, we had we had some really passionate fans right from the start, and they had made some really good suggestions. And um, uh, but also, we had talked about that it would be important to, to try to think about uh, making it. Um, uh, just taking it the advanced level uh, a bit further so that people have more choices and stuff. So, Yeah. And, Mark, I know that you you, guys, you designed the game and then uh, you spoke with, with Dave and, and, and Leo to get the game sorted. What was the, the, the biggest change that you guys made from, from concept from the the uh, the original prototype that you had created to the final thing, what was the biggest change that that you saw from from the beginning? Oh, hmm. I think it was the pen rules. <laughs> one, two, th- oh yeah, the referees one, two, three count. I think that was it. Once we hit yeah, that sweet spot, I think that was it. Really. Yeah, and then we yeah. adding the kind of the shouting and stuff. To it. Yeah, tagging, no, tagging out, high fiving, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was probably... Just trying to make it more like... I I suppose, I mean, I'm looking at... Obviously, we published Guards, Guards, and we recently had a lovely comment, and people said they played the game and they felt like they were actually in the Discworld novel playing the game. And I think when Mark agreed to the Luchador theme with us, you know, we then sort of looked at trying to make them feel like they were nearly, you know, in a Luchador match in real, you know, and obviously they're not throwing each other about, but just got that feel. And, and obviously things like the 3D ring and stuff really adds to that and, and, mm. and the high fives because you, you you physically have to tag out in a wrestling match like that and then if you physically have to tag out in a wrestling dice match, well, it just seemed to make mm. sense. Mm. And how have you worked together? Because one of you is based in Ireland and the other ones are based in the UK. How have you communicated through all these things? Cause that's, that's quite an amazing I, thing to do. Pigeons, really, wasn't it? Mostly. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> so I can't, hold on, I'll just open this window. I'm due one right back now. <laughs> send send Fluffy my way. Yeah, okay. I'll just have to feed him first. He needs a wee drink and some seed. <laughs> Off you go, Fluffy. <laughs> um, to be honest, I mean, we, we, we have had Google Hangouts together. We email, you know, different types of work together. Mm. Um, we've had Skype calls, modern technology. We've tweeted, we phoned each other, mm. texted each other. And obviously, we, we met up at things like the Expo in Essen and things like that. So, yeah. you know, we we just interact generally together as a, as a, I don't know, a collective for want of a modern futuristic term. Yeah. Uh, and Mark, you know, we give ideas to Mark about things and he gives ideas to us and we bounce them about and he bounces them about with playtesters over there. And we, we come up with stuff that, you know, the, the majority who playtest think this is the best or this feels the best or whatever. Mm. Uh, and then we talk about it between ourselves and, you know, then put pen to paper or, or you know, get the artwork done or whatever. Yeah. So it, it has, has it been an easy process? Uh, I wouldn't say easy, but it's been really fun. Okay. That's as close to easy as you can possibly yeah, wish. I think so. <laughs> yeah. It's it's been easy. things are, yeah. Yeah, it's been easy working with Mark, you know. Really? Uh, as part of the process. Yeah, really? I think, I think <laughs> that's why he finds it a bit different from working with yourself, you know. Whoa! <laughs> 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 um, but no, I mean, I mean, I think the process, and we've said this before, anyone who works in, in board game design, it, it is a challenging environment to work mm. in. And, you know, it, for people who have their day jobs, you know, it's nights and it's weekends working and stuff, playing about with it. You know, you think about it when you get up in the morning, but you can't do anything about it till you come home at night. And, you know, that side of the process at times has been challenging, certainly getting the Kickstarter. Mm. And, you know, getting all the things that we really feel to get to the next level has been challenging for want of it uh, i wouldn't say it hasn't been enjoyable but it's been challenging and certainly i mean you know leonard has had to work a lot on on graphics and things and putting that together and, and we have meow god working on, on wrestlers new wrestlers so yeah th it all makes it a challenge but it's certainly still an enjoyable challenge well yeah. i think you definitely can look back and be very very and, and future and be very proud of your what you're doing because it's it, it really is excellent yeah, what happened at the UK Games Expo? Um, what, um, yeah, didn't didn't you guys? I don't know. Were you recognised somehow, getting some little certificate of what? Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a wonderful category at the UK Games Expo called Best Abstract Game, and two years ago we had Kadinka, and we came about third. But this year, in the best family category best family new game of 2014 nationally da 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 we got the award for luchador so Yay. we're chuffed a bit well yeah. deserved very very well deserved Thank yeah you. well Do done mark well, well, done, yeah. well, well done everybody i mean this is yeah. it's obviously being a very good uh, team yeah, effort from everyone yes yeah, I mean, we work really well together, I think. Uh, it's, it's kind of interesting for the three of us. And it's, it's good to have three because you kind of have, it's not like you got two and two canceling each other out. No. It's, it's just, it, because there's three, you, you got to kind of arrive at some decision. Yeah. And, yeah. and you, know, you know how I know that you have really been talking a lot and working a lot together. Um, no. Nope. Mark, you're getting an yeah. Irish accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> that is how much you're being out on the phone or whatever. As opposed to an accent like yours? <laughs> well, mine is Spanish. Hey, you know, mine is definitely not Irish. But he did work with you. You should, you should have picked up a bit of that. <laughs> should I? <laughs> You right. should have picked up some Spanish accent from working with there you. Go. Yeah, so I'm all, all Mexican. Well, he, he yeah. can do he can do the Mexican. He can certainly do the. Can Mexican. you? Very badly. Oh, try and have a go. Come on, to give, give us the elevator pitch in Mexican. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go into Nacho Libre, and that's not really the same. <laughs> I want to feel the glory. <laughs> can we wear stretchy pants? <laughs> I have three. No. <laughs> no stretchy pants. No. Forbidden. Huh. Right. This thing is in Kickstarter. At the time of recording this podcast, uh, which is on the Sunday, no less, um, 8th of June, there's still nine days to go. Um, tell me a little bit. About, and it's funded. So this is definitely going to happen. Tell me what's the future for Luchador? What's going to happen after this Kickstarter has, has gone on? Oh. That's a challenging answer right now. Well, hopefully, you know, it, it has funded um, 106% of the goal at the moment. So it's, you know, it's sitting at 17,000. Um, we had asked for 16,000. Um, we hopefully to go, you know, go to print as soon as possible after it ends um, with the view of having games for the backers for the autumn time. Mm-hmm. Um, on the back of that, um, and obviously winning the, the award at the expo, we will have to see where we go because we've probably raised the level of interest in this game um, quite substantially since the UK Expo last week. Um, you know, it, 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 it did very well and, and we had a number of retailers coming around and asking about copies of the game and unfortunately we didn't have any stock left. So I, I think, one, it'll do very well on the, on the advanced version which is coming out and two... I think it will certainly lead to spin-offs or possibly in a different language or, you know, I, I, I don't really know honestly where, where it's going to go with this, um, but I mean, we're a small company and our products tend to be driven by customer demand like any business mm-hmm. and the product seems to have spoken for itself over the last couple of weeks. So I suppose a lot of feedback will come once the new edition goes out in the autumn and Christmas time comes and, you know, BGG and retailers look at it and sort of look at, you know, their plans for 2015 Christmas. So there could be something like that. Um, We could obviously be approached by, you know, some of the wrestling federations or or whoever. So I suppose one one step at a time and, and we'll go forward together and, you know, at all stages we'll be sort of, send to Mark, well, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? And go from there. Um, ideally, I think what we talked about earlier would be lovely if, if we did have, you know, different versions of it, you know, like the zombie brand or, or whatever. Um, I think that would be really cool. But at this point, I think we'll have to wait and see where this goes after it's, it's produced. Fair enough. And Mark, how about you? Where would you like to see Luchador in, I don't know, three to five years' time? Oh, gosh, if I had my ideal... It would be picked up by a, with a license from a major wrestling federation. Okay, let's let's aim that for that. Deal, I think because there's huge potential there, because the marketplace for wrestling fans glo- glo- globally is really significant. Hmm. Oh, I, I completely, so completely that agree with kind you. Kind of my ideal, I guess. And, and how are you as a designer? What What are you planning on doing? Are you working on anything else? 
Um, yeah, I, I got a, a couple ideas going. Also, well, the, part of it is it depends on the success of Luchador because um, if it really s- starts to move, then we're going to want to do other stuff with it. So we're already talking about ideas for um, other kind of expansion type stuff. But I also want to make sure short term we get this Kickstarter all sorted because we've got a, um, a stretch goal now. There's going to be another stretch goal, I think, or something. And, um, and we're halfway in on our current stretch goal. So if you're listening, please make sure that you back us because we uh, we're halfway to the, to the stretch goal. But um, once that all gets all done, then I suspect that part of my time will be thinking about um, other things we can do with the game, uh, depending on what direction we choose to take. But we've talked about some ideas, haven't we, David? We're not going to give them away now, but we have some quite fun ideas, I think. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll we've had... Sad. We, yeah, we've had fun ideas for quite a while, but we didn't yeah. at that stage envisage um, how popular the game was going to be, I suppose, in its early days of the first production. But um, now yeah. that some of those ideas are, you know, uh, realized, um, it definitely makes, as Mark says, the, the other ideas more of a possibility for the future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we want to, I'll put it this way, we want to bring more of the drama and entertainment elements <laughs> of wrestling into the game, so that would be that would be kind of fun to do that. Because we, we don't have any of that already, of course. Now, yeah, we want to add to it, don't <laughs> we? <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's already a quiet, shy, reserved family game that nobody shouts yeah, or high it's, it's, it's so quiet, you'd never know it is around. <laughs> no, and actually, be, before I go, because I wanted to ask you this question, which I should yeah. have asked a little, a little bit ago, but um, the one thing that I, I was really, and, and this is genuinely very, very impressed with the game, is how despite the fact that it is an extremely competitive and basically it's a fighting game. Yeah. Nobody gets upset playing it. There is no arguing, there is no fighting, no real fighting, no. there's no bad blood between people playing it. How how the hell did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> um Well I think it's because it's it's well, I have to say the dice make a difference because you only have you don't have a lot of control of how the dice come up. Um, we've given more elements in terms of how, you know, decisions you make with those dice, and that's great. But the dice are what the dice are. And also, I think the sense of fun, particularly that wrestling friends bring to it, they know it's totally ridiculous, basically. They know going in immediately that it's going to be totally silly. And we're trying to meet the, the level of silliness expected. And I think we've met it and probably overachieved <laughs> the level of silliness. So people just think it's a complete hoot. Well, <laughs> it is. Just, they spend the whole time just laughing, I think, and I yelling think. at each other, and smack talking. But it's all done in such good, good, you know, good spirit. Really, I, I think once the experience you have the experience of you've rolled a pin and someone has to escape it, or they do escape yeah. it. Once you get to that point in the game. You know, you know it's it's getting ridiculous because they're starting to slam the table, and oh yeah, yeah, and at that point you can't really get angry with them because you can just see how much they'd love to pin you or you'd love to escape. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's it's a whole balance of that, and obviously when you have a, a, a tag team match of two or or two v two or three v three, and you have three people willing from each side of the table, you know, just for you to roll three little dice. You know, it it it's so much more fun nearly than trying to roll like you know one dice for a percentage hit of one to a hundred in a role play game mm. when you have three dice to roll just to save from a pin and you're still in the game and everybody else is happy because you're in there and you're one of the guys <laughs> yeah and if not you just become a cheerleader you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Well, you know, the great joy for me in all of this is, is, is the noise. The noise and the energy that is that you experience in the game, to me, is it's that's that's the greatest joy I've seen. That for me as a designer, it's like, gosh, it's far beyond what I would have expected, and it's like I feel I feel really grateful for that. Mm. Yeah, no, I, mean, I can I can imagine you watching people playing the game and thinking, job done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like wow, this is great fun. This is. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah the, 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 can we play? Can we play? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. What, what's this game? What's it about? How long does it take? Well, it, it's just a sort of quick slam, bam, dice game. How long does it take? Oh, about 10, 15 minutes. Can we try it? Yeah, okay. How does it work? Hmm. And they become like happy puppies. Yes, and it takes about, really I mean, it takes about five to ten minutes to explain. It's, it's next to nothing yeah, as well, yeah. which is great. So it's, it, it's just a different element to eating brains, really, isn't it? <laughs> I rather eat brains. It's not like zombie dice <laughs> at all. I like eating brains. It's it's yeah. For real. But I, can, I can yeah. <laughs> I can I can hold this back, or I can do my special move, and then I can read it out to you, and I'll the ay 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 of Dolores. <laughs> People like all that sort of drama, as Mark said. Mm. Yeah. I, I like to think it kind of it's a nice counterpoint to the kind of you know the serious kind of thinky games where actually you, you have a chance to kind of just unleash the inner energy that. Actually, it's in all of us as human beings, mm. and it's kind of a vehicle to kind of just have silly, stupid fun and not worry about it. Yeah, totally. Indeed. Right, sirs, thank you very much indeed. I'm, I'm really I'm so, so happy that the game has funded and we're going to see a second edition because it's everything about the game from the production to the, the silly play and the fun that it brings is absolutely terrific and, and extremely well done. And I don't say this because I know you guys and your friends. I, I say this because I've, I've really enjoyed myself with the game immensely. And, Especially uh, winning. Yeah. Uh, and what? Well, <laughs> but I mean, let, let's face it, considering who I was playing with, there was yeah. no <laughs> other outcome. <laughs> yeah. And you got a tobler on the <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Hosting and production for this podcast have been by Paco Garcia and the music's been composed by Kev Atzet. We would love to hear from you. Feedback and your questions are always welcome and you can email us at podcast.gmsmagazine.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at GMS Magazine. And we are also on Facebook and Google+. I'm very, very happy to talk to you. Remember to subscribe to the GMS Magazine podcast channels in iTunes and give us a review or two and a rating, please, and it's truly appreciated if you do. For more quality shows, remember to listen to other rooms like the RPG Room, the Interview Room and the Board Game Room and more rooms that might be coming very soon indeed. But, friends, until the next time, let the games continue.